Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. So yesterday, uh, Lucky sent me a, a link to a Architecture Digest story <laughs> on uh, Connor McDavid. I don't even know why you sent it to me, because you know my disdain and dislike of anything hockey. I thought you love architecture. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, and I didn't know if you caught up on this month's edition of Architecture Digest. Yeah, no, it didn't arrive in my mailbox. <laughs> no. No. Uh, it hasn't arrived in some time. You see, you've seen my house. How could I have any interest in architecture? I live in a poo hut. You should, based uh, on the fact that it could be falling apart from underneath. Uh, so you sent me this link, and I didn't get a chance while we were on the air to, to take a look at it. But when I got home, I, I did. And so there's a, not only this video of Connor McDavid's beautiful home in Edmonton. It's, it's stunningly gorgeous, of course. He makes like... What does he make, like $9 million a, a week or whatever it is? <laughs> it's more like you know, 11 a season, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he. Uh, how old is he now? 20, 24, I think. 24? Okay. So, uh, they've built, him and his girlfriend, Lauren, uh, have built this house. Uh, they, they went looking for a house, couldn't find something they liked in Edmonton, so decided to, to build their own house. No, there's nothing in Edmonton. No, no. <laughs> no. That little small town, whatever, there's two, three hundred people there. You know, it is actually, thinking of the of Edmonton and the Oilers, it is amazing that they had Gretzky and Connor McDavid, still can't win a cup. Right, well, well, they won with Gretzky. Connor McDavid, course. you know, add to that, in fact, Dreisaitl's not a bad player right yeah. now either. You go back to, like, some Taylor Hall. Well, they had a ton of them go through there. <laughs> and they yeah. had, like, four or five first-round picks, Yakupov. And never won a cup since Gretzky, picks. right? Yeah. I don't think so. Anyhow, that aside. So, uh, so you're looking at this home, and it's it, it is stunning, and it's just the two of them and their dog that live in this house. So if he's 24, 25, she's probably about the same age. Both from Toronto, right? He's, yeah. He's originally from. So they're living out there in Edmonton, and uh, they build this house. And, and so at first, I'm like, well, of course, he makes 11 million dollars a year. You know, he's he's going to live in a nice house, and that that's all fine. I get that. It is what it is. I'm sure almost all NHL hockey players live in really nice homes. And so it goes on to describe how his girlfriend, Lauren, is an interior decorator, which is really just code for I love to shop. (laughs) Anytime some 25-year-old in Edmonton is an interior decorator, just means she really can work her way around a website and shop. And so... So that that started me right right away. Right, my yes. interior I, decorator girlfriend. I'm not surprised this video triggered you. Again, not not the video so much. Her comments. Okay. I read there's an actual article that goes along with it where she describes, you know, the stuff they bought and where they got it from and why she loves this, that, or the other thing. And so, so you do read the articles. It's not just I, the pictures. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shocking turn of well, events. Once I'm done with the photos. <laughs> It takes seconds. What else am I going to do? Uh, so, so that's all fine. And uh, then she, she, at some point, what, what finally made me almost throw my laptop across the room was the interviewer from Architecture Digest says to her, you know, is there anything now that you would change about this house? Right. She says, uh, no, you know, it's a lot of, we love it. It's great. She says, it's it's the perfect house for us right now. Oh. Right now, the perfect house. <laughs> yeah. You spoiled little brat. 
You're 20. This house would be the perfect house for three lifetimes. This is the type of house that you raise your family, your grandchildren, and their grandchildren in. Most people your age, Lauren, uh, the perfect place for you right now is a 400-square-foot condo. Uh Uh-huh. The perfect house right now. Oh, now I don't know if she comes from money, so all she's ever known is this kind of life. But if she doesn't come from money, like here's okay, here's my question. Do people actually hear themselves when they speak? Like, could you imagine saying, living in that, even at your age, and going, it's it's fine for now. Well, I mean, there's a lot of concrete. It's a little dark if you're raising kids (laughs) in it. You know, um, she she shows, uh, they show the whole house, and in their bathroom, which is bigger than my house, yeah, that's right. they show this big sinker tub, yeah. bathtub, that he says he loves to take baths in because he's sore after a game. Right. I get that. She goes, I never use the bath. I'm always in the shower. I looked at that tub, and I thought, there's more intelligence in that tub <laughs> than you two combined. <laughs> Well, she had trouble wearing a shirt. I don't know if yeah, uh, you know oh, that the, look. <laughs> the one off the shoulder. You know, thing. just walking around in my leather pants and my. Oh, so annoying! And the minute you sent it to me, I hadn't even seen it. I said to you, "Is she blonde with her hair in a ponytail?" And that's exactly what she is. Just from that Sarah Lee Cuddy, Cutter, Cookie Cutter uh, girlfriend wives of NHL hockey. Am I jealous? I don't know that I'm jealous. Because I... He t- the well, guys I love the great. house. I mean, it's a beautiful house. I, yeah. I don't make a million dollars a month, so... Yeah, it doesn't I mean, come I, from I, jealousy. I know I'm not going to have that house. I, I, I get it. Like, the guy's probably the greatest player in the NHL right now. Right. I, I, I don't begrudge him anything. But just... Just be quiet about it. Right. Well, it's like, you know, when they had, when MTV had cribs on, right? Yeah. And you look at, you know, some of these houses, you think, my God, this is like, you wrote one song, really? Yeah. This was all yours. And did you need this? Like, I looked at that and go, you know, he's a world-class athlete. Does he need an elevator in his house? <laughs> you know. <laughs> walk some stairs. Yeah, get that many stairs in the yeah. house? Couldn't walk up a flight? I, I think she irritates me so much because it bothers me when people, and maybe this comes from jealousy, it bothers me when people get to a certain level of something like this with doing absolutely nothing. Right. And she's done absolutely. Had she, hey, this is my girlfriend who cured cancer. <laughs> I go, great. Her greatest accomplishment is she buys stools. <laughs> So as we make our way to the end of the year and uh, more and more things are returning to normal and was said that uh, by March, there's hope that all the uh, the things that are in place, the mask wearing and all of that uh, will, will be gone. And so with that, a lot more weddings will uh, take place. Right. And, and certainly people have had a lot of time to plan them over the last two years. If you had been engaged and were looking to getting married in uh, 2020 or 2021, but... Um, now the big deal is, uh, the big push for weddings is to go to a, a destination. Beaches right. are the a number one dream wedding location. Of course. Followed by a castle and then a church. Okay. Uh, I, I think for a lot of young people nowadays, the idea of getting married in a church is, is something that they're not, um, you know, hot on. And, and back probably a generation or so, even if you didn't want to get married in a church, you kind of did it just to appease your parents. Right. Uh, or family members, granny 
would not be happy if you didn't get married in a church, so you do it for them type of thing. But, yeah, going to a beach and, and not having a lot of guests, uh, like 50 to 56. Well, I think when you're planning a destination wedding, you can't really plan for that many guests because it's a big ask. Yeah. Right? Unless you're footing the bill for the guests to travel. Which isn't happening mostly. No. So, you know, I think most, if you get 30 to 50 people, is mm. probably the average. I've been to well, maybe just one destination wedding, unless I'm forgetting. But I remember, like, huffing and puffing about having to pay for it. But then uh, once we did it and enjoyed it, right. it's kind of like, oh, you know, it was nice to get away. And Yeah, I've been invited to two. Didn't go to either. <laughs> <laughs> one couldn't get the time off work, and two couldn't afford uh, yeah. the, the other one. Well, your second wedding can be a, well, on I'm the sure. Beach. <laughs> yeah, let's go for that. Second or third. Well, why not? You, you know, get other people to pay their own way there, and then yeah. you know, you get enough of them there, and I think they, the hotel kicks it in for free, basically. Is that how it works? Yeah, you may have to pay for your travel. What's oh, that scam? Yeah. Huh. Well, unlike anything, you basically become a travel agent, right? You right. you sign up enough people, the rate gets better and better. Oh, I guess so. That makes sense. I hadn't even thought of that. That's why they end up going to these you know outrageously beautiful resorts, right? And I think also the bride and groom have realized too that you know if you have a typical wedding at a banquet hall in a church, you're the you're the star of the show for like twenty four forty eight hours, right? But if you get married at a resort, you're the star for the week. Well, but a lot like to combine it with basically it becomes their honeymoon, right? right? right. And so they go to their dream destination spot, yeah. which not is not necessarily the dream destination. Of their guests, no. right? Like, you know, they're not getting married at the Hojo in Myrtle Beach, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's very nice. Oh, though. yeah, I'm sure. Great this time of year. Yeah, but no, you go pick the sixth star somewhere. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden, your guests have to kick in for more. I think if I ever get married again, my dream is to be at some kind of nice resort in, like, Pontypool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, of course, Bowmanville. Right. You know how I want to get to Bowmanville. Uh, eSports, it is absolutely massive. And now to the point where when teenage boys are asked, many say they're more into eSports teams than they are professional, like, real sports. Wow. So more into eSports than NHL, NFL, NBA, all of it. It's, it's, it's crazy that we, that we have gotten so wrapped up in the eSports. And there's huge money. These teams uh, make just massive dough. I remember seeing some guy, young guy, probably early 30s, who was captain or whatever of this uh, E-team. And he was on with, like, I think Trevor Noah or something. And just building, like, $30 million a year. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, you look at, uh, you know, YouTube and social media, the, the the top 10 earners, most of them are, like, video game yeah. guys, right? And that's yeah. how they, they get their, their start doing that. You know, eSports teams are a bit different. I know there's college programs. Durham College has yeah. uh, an eSports team and program where you you know basically have a whole esports lab of video games and computer towers ready to go and yeah. and they you know they play video games professionally in a tour against other gamers they have massive competitions in Vegas and and big international yeah. centers that Huge they fill sponsors, yeah. uh, you know um uh, I remember as a kid there was a movie called The Wizard is based on like Nintendo when Nintendo brought out the glove, mm-hmm. right? And that was like the the final battle in this big competition. It starred uh, what's the name? Fred from uh, the Wonder Years. Oh, okay, um, uh, Savage. Fred Savage. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and, and that is basically the arenas that these video games are played in wow. now. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's 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 huge. Like my kids don't really follow. I don't think esports teams, mm. but they follow a lot of gamers on YouTube. And and it it shocks me and drives me crazy at the same time because. Mm. I remember as a kid watching my friends play video games was one of the worst things you could do. Yeah, it's like watching your buddy have sex. <laughs> when do I get to jump in? <laughs> Just sitting holding your joystick. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Waiting for a turn to play. Yeah, I uh, know, for sure. Um, the, the most popular esports team is called a Phasey Clan. Uh, they play everything from FIFA to Call of Duty. So... I guess the deal is because I've never really sat and watched any esports. So, like your sons, fans of Phasey Clan, just sit and watch them play FIFA. You right. sit and watch them play. Yeah. Wow. And, uh-huh. and, and we're into this. I think, boy, he's really good at yeah. not actually kicking that soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> he's good at manipulating that joystick to make that guy kick that soccer ball. It's so strange. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple others, NRG Esport and 100 Thieves are like the uh, the next two biggest esports teams. Part of it is the graphics and, and how crazy these systems are now, the Xbox Series X and the right. you know, PS5s that are out, the graphics on it. You know, you play like driving games and yeah. it'd be hard to tell if you're watching a Formula One race or uh, a video game. And same with... Some of you know the content NHL 22 and yeah. the, and these FIFA games. It's amazing when you see the graphics and the gameplay of it. Well, uh, Connor McDavid's a girlfriend should uh, look for an esport guy. <laughs> Put her into a, a even bigger house. And someone recently asked online, uh, "What's some of the uh, underrated perks of living by yourself?" And there's some good responses, and certainly. For those of us who have had to stay home with uh, family and uh, wives, husbands, kids, uh, in-laws, whoever you live with, and had to spend a lot more time with them over the last year, close to two years, than you're uh, than you're normally used to. Certainly, the idea of living alone can seem pretty tempting. <laughs> so, uh, some a of these space, yeah. You ever walk into the house? Well, now with your boys back at school, that must be nice. A little better, yeah, a little better. Just got to get somebody else back to the office. <laughs> Coop. <laughs> Coop. Find an office for Coop. Yeah. Maybe you can go with, uh, get him office like McDavid's girlfriend has an office. Don't, don't, don't start. <laughs> we, well, we're going to talk about that. You sent me that link yesterday. And, I, and now just, I'm just obsessing just, over the two of them. Just poking the bear. And I, I just, my, I'm just fuming. <laughs> I, I, we'll explain. Uh, anyhow, living alone. Things that are uh, a highlight. For having the place all to yourself. Right. Ne- never having to wait for the bathroom. Okay. Of course, total control over heat and air conditioning. <laughs> Every item in your home is exactly where you left it the last time you used it. Gotcha. The whole place is your bed. Yes. You can fall asleep anywhere. True. Dieting is a lot easier because you're the only one to buy food for. Uh, and eat whatever the hell you want. Tell you, though, the one thing I learned when living alone, and I did it uh, on and off uh, between radio gigs or when I was we were moving around. Um, boy, it's really hard to to eat well when you're on your own. Cook for one. Yeah, like to go out and just buy like a single chicken breast and some broccoli. You're like, well, what's the point? Right. You know, off yeah. to McDonald's I'd go. Well, and, and nowadays, too, with all the delivery services, yeah. 
you know, like every every restaurant delivers. Like before, you had like you know Chinese food or pizza. That was like, it. Your two options for delivery. That's right. <laughs> now yeah. it's like the world's your oyster. There's some uh, condos that don't even come with kitchens anymore. They're just microwaves. <laughs> yeah, I saw some in downtown. You can buy like, these bachelor pads that basically have a microwave in the wall. Yeah, true. I guess yeah. It's a little warm. Are, are you really cooking? Yeah. It's one of those things too, like you know, like if uh, Adrian and the kids are going out, mm. and it's like, okay, I'm gonna be alone tonight. Mm. I'm gonna eat like I, I, I might, I get to choose. You're gonna be a college right? guy yeah. again, yeah. And then she's like, oh yeah, I left you some of this. I'm like, oh crap, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to eat the stuff that you don't let me eat. Speaking of Connor McDavid and his girlfriend, in the photos of their home, they got this big, beautiful kitchen, like she's ever cooked in it, <laughs> or him. Even yeah, neither of them even know where it is. <laughs> what is this? An oven? What does this do? <laughs> I don't know. It cost us fifty thousand dollars. Um. Oh, that's amazing. Oh. <laughs> You can walk around with no pants. This is part of living alone and an advantage to living alone. Okay. And you can use the bathroom with the door open. Right. I mean, even when I've been alone, I don't think I've ever walked through the house naked. No, I don't, I don't feel the need for that. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I, I will admit this. I've probably been getting dressed and realized I had no clean underwear upstairs. Right. No, I've done the mad dash down to the, the laundry, laundry okay. in, the, in the nude. <laughs> Visualize that. <laughs> a lot of jiggling. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. And you know exactly what state your home is going to be in when you get there. Right. And uh, silence is a huge advantage mm-hmm. to living alone. Just you walk in, nothing. Beautiful. Uh, Kevin Spacey, he, uh, he has been ordered by an arbitrator to pay $31 million to the uh, producers of House of Cards. Wow. Uh, they uh, they claim, the producers, uh, that he violated their sexual harassment policy. You okay. think? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was up to a lot of no good for some time, and it all caught up to him, and he got fired in 2017. Well, he was harassing... You know, Young men on set, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was, yeah. Or in the production? There was a uh, young men and uh, production assistants on set. And then it was all the other accusations that came from other young... Right, There's Some yes. actor who was 14 at the time and has said that uh, Spacey groped him or came on to him. Or... So it's, uh, yeah, it's been an ongoing thing. And he was one of the first that got caught up in the whole Me Too um, um, movement and... Now, uh, not only paying the price with his career, but certainly out of his pocket if he's got to cough up $31 million. And I guess what they say is the show was still meant to go on for a couple of few years. I think they were into season five and um, when he got fired. And uh, Robin Wright took over, right? Yeah, she played his wife and then she became the president. And the show just kind of went downhill for a bunch of different reasons. I mean, it wasn't necessarily her that... Didn't make it any good. She was actually terrific. I mean, she was really, really good as his, uh, as the um, as the uh, first lady and all of that. It was a terrific show. But yeah, it was supposed to go on. It didn't. He got fired. They lost millions, and now he has to pay millions. Oh, so it's not just a lawsuit. It's a it's a settlement. Yeah, yeah. An arbitrator has picked wow. that number. Yeah. 
Um, so the uh, Jeff Bezos Blue Origin, the big penis, the blue penis, uh, is going back up in space again. And this time, Michael Strahan is going to be aboard. Yeah. Yeah, you announced this on Good Morning America. The uh, need a bigger cockpit there, don't they? He's a, he's a big dude. He is a tall guy. 6'5". He'll be the tallest person ever in space. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the current record is held by two former U.S. astronauts who were six foot four. Oh, really? Yeah. So there you go. And Keanu Reeves. Uh, somebody asked him to make a list of uh, movie recommendations, things that he believes, if you're a fan of film, that if you haven't seen, you should watch. And a lot of his picks are really old, like Dr. Strangelove, which is from the late 60s, and Rollerball, which was from the 70s. And Clockwork Orange shows up as his favorite. Right. Well, a lot of them, though, are, are kind of the cinematic experience yeah, of it, right? I think so. He also has Blazing Saddles and the Big Lebowski <laughs> on his list. <laughs> so he's all over the place. Good uh, for a laugh. Yeah, the evil dead, young Frankenstein. But then he was asked to name uh, movies of his that he thought you know, people should watch. If okay. They wanted to know more about him. Bill and Ted's not on that? Not Doesn't show up. No, no. Eh? No. The whole Matrix trilogy does. Of though. course, right. You think the John Wick stuff. That's true, you know. too. But the Matrix really made him like a crazy yeah. comeback, right? Yep. That's for sure. He puts the Devil's Advocate on his list. And, really? You know, I, I, I since have a, a, a much more. I, I appreciate Keanu Reeves a lot more. Uh, for the longest time, I just thought he was the worst actor. That ever lived. He's long been put into that kind of mold with Nicolas Cage of, you know, kind of one-dimensional. Yeah. When it comes to it. He's got, you know, well, he plays the, every character kind of the same way. The talk. Yeah, it was always the Brody. It was always the, the surfer <laughs> dude, yeah. you know? Every role he was in seemed to be that. And maybe he had such big success with Bill and Ted in playing that kind of character that he just carried on like that. But The Devil's Advocate is interesting because when it came out, I thought you are pairing what might be one of the greatest actors of all time with one of the worst. Right. <laughs> and Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves. It was also the debut of Charlize Theron, I think, right. in that movie. She played his girlfriend. Right. right? Her wife, yeah. That didn't work out well. No. If you remember. I don't no. want to spoil it yeah, for anybody. It's been a while since I've watched the movie. But there, there, I went back and looked because I was trying to, you know, I thought, oh, maybe I'm... I thought about this earlier, and I thought, oh, maybe I'm making a bigger deal out of it than it was. But there's a scene in an office where Al Pacino's laying it all out to him about the devil and God, and they get into it. And it's just the two of them yelling. But it's Al Pacino yelling like Al Pacino yells. Right. And it's it's Keanu yelling like, bro, come on, dude. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Utah's coming back again. <laughs> Speaking of that, point break. Oh, he put it on there? Yeah, that's on the list. Oh, Bodie. <laughs> rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.